It's the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Brought to you by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show now at 615-844-5600. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. Presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Coming to you from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studios. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show on Nashville Sports Radio. Good Thursday morning, everybody. Hope you're having a great day. Staying warm. Hang in there. Warmer weather is on the way. It's going to be up near 60s by the weekend. Just got to hang in there for a little bit longer. I'm John Burton, by the way. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at JohnBurton32. Greg out today. He's traveling with Tennessee State. But we got a fun-filled two-hour show for you coming up. As we say good morning to the five-star general, our producer, the great Patton Cook, at Patton underscore Cook. Morning, Patton. Good morning, John. I'm I'm with you. It, it never seems to fail. Of course, I've lived in Nashville my whole life. Mm-hmm. February is the month of ice and snow. I yes. mean, it doesn't do anything December and January usually, but February 1st, right on the dot, we had it all. And the thing about getting these ice storms is the remnants that it leaves behind yeah. because it leaves giant potholes on our highways, <laughs> right? We it, all we know all too well. Now, the, the streets and the roads and the highways where I'm from in the north are – they're they're more built for these types of things because it's a it's a rite of passage every winter. We're gonna get snow, we're gonna get ice, we're gonna get freezing rain, we're gonna get all that wonderful stuff. That's the only thing. Like I can handle the the wintry mix sure. that we get that we've had the last couple of days. Like I said, the potholes that they leave on four forty, I forty, I sixty five. I mean, they make you cringe. They're 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 the there are small countries that are smaller <laughs> than the potholes that are left on our yes. on our highways and byways during that. But we digress. Uh, obviously, no show yesterday. Um, you know, we had some issues with uh, the roads and getting here and stuff like that. So we decided to just kind of take the day. So we are back today. Uh, happy to be with everybody on this Thursday morning. Uh, coming up at 925, Watson Brown will join us for a Coach's View, uh, sponsored by Richard Courtney Real Estate. Uh, normally that's a Wednesday feature, but uh, with no show yesterday, Coach Brown gracious enough to uh, join us today. So got a lot to ask him about in terms of uh, the Senior Bowl going on. East-West Shrine Game is tonight as well. Also, the, the, isn't the Pro Bowl skills deal part of part one of that is tonight? Uh, not Entirely sure like I'll the check egg, on that. The egg roll. and Yeah, I here's what I need you to do, Pat. And I need you to look up, and you're going to describe for us some of the uh, activities yes. and these Pro Bowl skills that we can enjoy tonight. If you're jonesing for football, well, it ain't football, but it's football players doing things like the three, you know, the three-legged race, the potato sack race, the wheelbarrow race, right? And then on Sunday, I guess they're going to play flag football. Um, so... You know, I don't know how much, how big into that you're going to be. Obviously, the Pro Bowl has become an absolute joke over the years. Um, you know, they decided to do away with a competitive padded football game, which I think is is probably appropriate because. But the thing about it, though, Pat, you look at the Pro Bowl, it's gotten really good ratings over the years because people know, you know, we're this is these are the last remnants of football. Now we do have the XFL and the USFL coming up this spring. I'm not going to be too into that, to be honest with you. I'm going to no. probably get more into <laughs> hockey with the Preds and, and college basketball. But, uh, you know, there'll be some, you know, you will have football this spring. 
but it's not major college or NFL football. So to me, it's like me. Yeah, got a few things tonight. Uh, okay. Got uh, as football players do, dodgeball, uh, the lightning round, which I'll explain. now this dodgeball thing. Yes, and I sorry to cut you off. No, this dodgeball thing is highly competitive. Now that uh, these players are going to be into this dodgeball deal, am I right? Oh yes, it's like. It's like anything. I mean, you got alpha males on on out on the mm-hmm. fields. Uh, they're competitive. Not many of them can actually throw the ball very well, right. but uh, some of them have great hands. Some of them do not. But uh, <laughs> it, it's like it's like PE class all over again. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else we got tonight? Lightning round, which I'll explain. It's it's just a whole absolute. It, it's a disaster. Quite frankly, <laughs> the longest drive. Uh, of course, getting the some golf clubs out there, mm-hmm. and then preci- precision passing, easy to say, and best catch. Okay, that is all tonight. Um, I believe on ESPN. All right, check your local listings yes. for that. All right, last night, uh, college basketball, Florida beats Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee came in as the number two ranked team in the nation, sixty-seven fifty-four. And you look at that game; Tennessee just came out flat. They were down seventeen to three early. We all know basketball is a game of runs. The balls came back. Uh, you know, made it close, took the lead at one point in the second half, but just went cold after that. And I don't know if it's just something where they were feeling good about that Texas win and thought they could just roll into Gainesville. But, you know, Tennessee, whether it's football or basketball, has always had trouble uh, playing in Florida. The Vols, terrible night shooting. They only shot 28% from the field, 20% from uh, from three. Uh, Just really just did not have enough scoring. You know, the Gators shot, what, 44%. 35% from, from three. You're going to have games like that, you know, obviously. Um, I don't read too much into it. I don't know if you do, but it's just one of those things where whether you're the number two team in the nation or not, in the SEC, you got to bring it every night. Yeah, and well, these are – one thing I will kind of put a lot into this, these are the type of games we see a lot in March. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. Tennessee just tends to have a game like this, and – some some schools, some teams, they tend to escape those type of nights. Tennessee, I mean, they catch teams on the worst nights, and they have their worst nights right. in March. That That's one thing that worries me is a couple times now. We've seen it happen against Kentucky, happen against Colorado here at Bridgestone. That was a long time ago and happened again uh, against Florida. This is, uh, this is undoubtedly true. And, of course, no show yesterday, but a couple of nights ago, just an embarrassing loss for yeah. Vanderbilt. At Alabama, 101 to uh, 44. Now, listen, there's no shame in going into the number four team in the nation's place and losing a game. But you lose a game that way, A, that's embarrassing, and B, and I love Stack, and we love Stack. And, I, you know, we had, we had him on the yeah. show last week, and he was gracious enough to join us. I'm rooting for him. I want it to work for him. I'm not going to use the Q word, okay, but I will use a Q word where you have to question the effort, and the want to of your team when you lose a game like that. And Stack, after the game, and really all season, has talked about really there being a disconnect between him and his players in terms of effort. Uh, He mentioned the fact that after the Texas A&M loss on Saturday, guys came into practice the next day and were, I guess, were yucking it up and kiki and and ha-ha, and Stack didn't like that. And he talks about, you know, I'm going to keep playing guys that want to play. Like, there's... I'm using his words, okay? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'll offer my opinion, but Stack has talked pretty openly about there apparently being a disconnect between himself and his players. We had a lot of calls 
last night on Sportsline, some some really, really disgruntled Vanderbilt fans not liking what they see right now. Well, and to be quite frank, but first, this is not something you want to hear in year four, uh, where you're still trying to establish I was going to mention that. Good job, buddy. And it's, it's not something you want to hear, but it's happening, and it's not – it's not the young guys. It's veterans. He said he said that openly. And right. a guy who didn't play Tyron Lawrence, he's kind of been, whether it's been him, there has been subtle shots at a veteran pretty much all season long. Right. And he didn't, of course, dress. Yeah, he talked about, you know, it's not just the young guys. It's guys that's been here, guys that have been here for two and three years. And that's a problem, setting a wrong example for the young guys. I agree with you. I don't know if they necessarily quit um, the other night, but it's almost – it's almost the final nail in the coffin, to be honest. Uh, really? Uh, to me, it is. Uh, just the way you lose like that. Uh, you but pro- it, it kind of reminds you of Bryce Drew's last year because I, I will use the Q word for that crew. They quit on Bryce Drew. And they got a big they got a big game this weekend. Uh, Ole Miss, if you lose this game, you're already on a three-game losing streak. You make it four. You got Tennessee coming up. Florida, who just smacked up on Tennessee, coming after that. This is where things could spiral. And, and Ole Miss, I mean, listen, our our buddy Kermie, he, he's he, fighting for his life he, too. He's right, exactly. You're talking about a desperate, two desperate teams playing this weekend. You're 100 percent right. You know, um, that's a great point. Who does Tennessee have this weekend? Let me check that. Right. While you do that, uh, we'll check uh, last night in the SEC. We told you about Florida beating Tennessee, 67 to 54. It was uh, Auburn. Got Auburn this weekend. Okay. Auburn coming off a nice win over Georgia last night, 94-73. And Missouri beat LSU 87-77. Of course, tonight, Conference USA, OVC Thursday is always a huge night for those uh, mid-major conferences. So, uh, also NBA last night, Grizzlies lose to Portland. Dame Lillard had 42 points. John Morant just missed a triple-double. And now, if you're the Grizz, you got to turn right back around and go to Cleveland and play your Cavaliers, who, who are coming off a tough loss to Miami a couple nights ago. And uh, there's been some grumblings up in Cleveland, yeah. and J.B. Bickerstaff kind of clapped back at the local media saying, you know, hey, what's all this negativity? Well, you lost your four and six in your last ten, and you're losing games that you probably shouldn't lose. Had a better better record this time last year than you do this year. Is and that I, right? And I'm not saying everything's all on JB. It's some of it, I yeah. We're, you're a Cavs fan. Where are you at with JB? Because this I, is a young team, it man. Is. It is. It's inexperienced, and for really the only experience they've got right now is Donovan Mitchell and Kevin Love. And Kevin Love's playing probably his worst basketball he's ever played at the moment. So he's a little banged up, though, isn't he? It is a little banged up. So some of it is player. I I still have yet to see. Darius and Donovan truly kind of click together. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, their best games are when one of them's out, yeah. and that's that's not an indictment on either one of them. It's it's tough either way, but I, I'm not at the point where they need to fire JB. But JB's owned up some some stuff. He's got to get better in some rotations, timeouts, stuff like that. So right. to me, I'm not jumping off uh, the ship just yet, but it's it's troublesome. Well, Grizzlies Cavs tonight on TNT. So obviously, the national oh, NBA yeah. media thinks a lot of these two teams. So a great opportunity for both these teams to shine in the national TV spotlight because since LeBron left, you guys don't get a lot of you know national TV games. Got to make a and Memphis is just one of those markets where it's lightly, even though they have a superstar in John, they're arguably the best team in the West. You know they don't get a lot of national TV exposure. Yeah, and these two teams played about two or three weeks ago, and it was close until the very end. So this one promises to be good tonight in Cleveland, I believe. So. 
Yes, it's, it is in Cleveland. All right, well, obviously yesterday with no show, uh, something that broke, that would have broke right before we went on, Tom Brady retiring again. <laughs> he says this time it's for good. And listen, I believe him. We're going to have Gerard Cherry on, who uh, won three Super Bowls with Tom, with the Patriots, and they were carpool buddies, Tom's rookie year. And uh, we'll have him relive some of those stories. But I believe him this time. And, you know, watching him post that video on his social media, didn't he look at ease? Didn't he look like he finally is at peace with it? And I think he knows, look, I'm 45 years old. He's got a, you know, he's got a great job waiting for him at Fox, a $300 million job to be their lead analyst. I feel bad for Greg Olson, right. who's going to call the Super Bowl a week from Sunday <laughs> along with Kevin Burkhart. Great guy, by the way, Kevin Burkhart. Met him. Cool dude, man. Happy for him. Great opportunity. But Greg Olson's going to call the Super Bowl, and I think he's done a pretty nice job. And I guess this time next year, he's going to be on the on the B team, and <laughs> Brady will move up to the A team. But, you know, you look at Brady, everything he's gone through, he's had an unbelievable career, unbelievable life. I've never been married, let alone divorced, so I imagine that's tough. But he looked he looked at ease with it. He looked at peace with his decision. You know, I think I think we've seen the last of Tom Brady in an NFL uniform. What say you? I agree. He also looked broken uh, to me. I, I don't know if it was just the way I kind of perceived, but the video. Oh, he looked terrible all year. He lost a lot of weight. Yeah. He just he, his face looked gone. I mean, that takes a lot. I, I have a lot of friends that have unfortunately have gone through bad divorces, and it takes everything out of you. Oh, yeah. You're trying to play football, you know at the most demanding position in all the sports in the most violent league in the world. And, and I think for him as well, it probably killed him to know I'm probably not the best quarterback in the league anymore, or what, which is what he's been for so very long. And he, he had the yards last year, but a lot of that is kind of garbage time, mm-hmm. classic stat, stat padding. 66 which, passes in that yeah. playoff game against Dallas. So I, I, I agree. I, I agree. This is it for him. I don't have any doubts in my mind about that, but I thought the video was a nice touch, and we'll see kind of how he does. I think he'll do great in TV. I know that's a bit of a hot take right now. That is a uh, that is a very polarizing view because a lot of people think he's going to suck. To me, I, his personality ever since he left New England, I've ate it up. That's why I wanted him here. Mm-hmm. And just he he's a different guy. I believe if he went and went straight from New England to TV, I would have had my doubts. But to me, I think he'll be just like Peyton and Eli. You know, I know it's not conventional, but. I wouldn't be surprised if both uh, Greg Olson and Tom Brady, they do a little three-man booth maybe. Now, you never saw Joe Montana play, correct? I did not. Okay. Well, my top three quarterbacks of all time since I've been watching ball, okay, I didn't see John Unitas. I didn't see Otto Graham. You know, I really didn't even see Joe Namath. I didn't know what was going on at the time. You know, my top three, I would have to rank Brady one, Montana two, and Peyton Manning three. To me right now, and like I said, I haven't seen – Peyton, uh, or uh, I haven't seen Joe Montana play. To me right now. Joe Montana was that dude. Oh, I know. Uh, My dad has a signed Kansas City Chiefs Joe Montana from Kansas City, so that's a prized possession of his. He says, I can't even have it when he dies. I don't know. He's taking it with him, I guess. I mean, listen, Montana had his averages, right? He Or advantages, I should say. You know, he had the greatest wide receiver of all time, Jerry Rice, who was voted the greatest football player of all time. A really good number two receiver in John Taylor. Good, you know, he had good tight ends, good fullback out of the backfield in Tom Rathman. Um, you know, Brent Jones was his mm-hmm. tight end. And he, you know, was the master of Bill Walsh's West Coast offense, which used a lot of short passes to the running backs, which is like a long handoff. But he was he was as clutch as Michael Jordan oh, yeah. at times. 
He was, I mean, he was that freaking dude. But, you know, I got I to gotta go Brady one. I got to go Montana two. And, you know, Peyton was probably a better regular season quarterback than he was a playoff quarterback. But, you know, he got over with the Colts in 06. And a few years ago, you know, the Broncos dragged him across the finish <laughs> line. Thank God for Von Miller and that oh, yeah. defense. But, you know, he's got two rings. And so, yeah, that that's how I'd rank him. My top three, and I want to know what you think. Yeah. Brady, since you've been since, since I've been watching, since you've been watching ball, Brady, Manning, Mahomes, yeah, I can't argue that. I can't. I think he's over Aaron Rodgers right now, and that's probably unfortunate for a lot of fans out there. But Aaron's kind of coasted these past couple of years to me. Yeah, you still want Aaron Rodgers here in Tennessee with the Titans? We can get into that, John. All yeah. right, we we need to talk about that because you know you're going to have to give up something to get something, and I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze. Oh, but yeah. We will get into that. Uh, your phone calls as well, 615-844-5600. Would love to hear from you today uh, on uh, this Thursday as we wait for the temperatures uh, to rise. Up next, presented by Richard Courtney Real Estate, we're going to check in with Watson Brown for a coach's view. Folks, if you've never listened to this segment, you're going to absolutely love it. It's it's that this and the Allen Bell segment that we do every Tuesday. Well, I can't. I can't cut short Teresa Walker as well. I mean, we we just do great segments here on on the Greg Pogan John Burton show, do we not? But um, among the more popular is, oh, yes. is a coach's view with Watson Brown, right? No doubt, no doubt. Good get by uh, you and uh, you and Greg there. Just the stuff he d- it's college and pro, and he's insightful on both. Yeah, we got a lot to ask him about, and uh, as as we said, your phone calls as well. It's no Greg Pogue today. It's JB and the General just getting started on Nashville Sports Radio. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. 
Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike. Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? <laughs> yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan Water expert at Culligan.com. Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzly.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The players make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll get it. Penn? Yeah, they'll make it and probably get bounced. I don't think they're going to. Yeah, oh, I don't think they're going to. Oh, they'll make it but lose I feel attitude pretty, that these well, people have. Go ahead there, rah-rah guy. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup, Greg? No, they're not. Okay. You know, okay. What, hey, what, what is it? Let me ask you. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show, where the only adult in the room just graduated from college. Greg Pogue, John Burton Show, Nashville Sports Radio. Greg out today, traveling with Tennessee State. He'll be back with us tomorrow, I think, from his luxurious hotel room. But right now, we've got a coach's view, sponsored by Richard Courtney Realtors. We bring in the legendary Watson Brown. Coach, good morning. Morning, John. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for doing this. Normally we do this on Wednesday. Of course, we had no show yesterday. We appreciate you coming on today. How's everything? Oh, glad to do it. Glad to do it. As I always say to y'all, it's always an honor. Well, it's an honor for us. All right, well, let's start with Tom Brady uh, retiring again after 23 seasons you know, you look at his this guy's career, Coach, and everything he's accomplished, 10 Super Bowl appearances, seven Super Bowl wins, more than any other team in NFL history. He's the all-time leader yeah. in every major category. I mean, this guy was a six-round pick. This guy shared reps, game reps, with Drew Henson back in the day. I remember that. I mean, you know, yeah. watching this kid in college, did you ever think he would have the kind of pro career that he's had, Coach? Oh, oh heavens no. <laughs> I can remember watching him in college and thought he was a good player. To put him in this up in this stature, heavens no. Uh, he's made himself that too, John. I mean, you you just got to give him credit. He he made himself that. He he lucked out where he went. There is no doubt about that. He got the break he needed uh, when uh, who it was it was it uh, who got hurt Bledsoe when Drew Bledsoe, Bledsoe got yeah. hurt. And, and he got his shot. A funny aside there, Coach. You know, I'm from New York, and, you know, I've, I've followed the Jets uh, pretty much my whole yeah. life. Mo Lewis was the guy, the linebacker, that hit Drew Bledsoe and knocked him out of the game and basically ushered in the Tom Brady era, and he went on to torture the Jets for 20 years. He was 30-7 and seven lifetime against the New York Jets. So Mo Lewis can't even get arrested in New York City right now. He's public enemy number <laughs> one because they hold him responsible for, for ushering in the Tom Brady era. That that is hilarious. What 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 a legacy to have on right. yourself, right? 
right. you're, you're the man that made Tom Brady what he is today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like it's pitching on the guy that hits the the historic home run or whatever. I mean, that's that's I did not know that. Yeah, I learned yeah, something. Yeah, today. they played the New York <laughs> Jets, and it was a linebacker, really good linebacker, Mo Lewis, who hit. Oh, Drew he was Blitt. a real good right, player. Right, yeah. you remember him. He hit. He I hit remember Drew, him well. He hit Drew Bledsoe, injured him. Tom Brady came in, and the rest, as they say, is history. The rest is history. And I've always said, John, uh, we're all victims of our environments. And and there's no doubt Tom was put in a fantastic environment. But he just he did it. He he just took it and ran with it. And uh, it's an unbelievable career. It's it's a great story for young kids to study because he's just worked his way through everything. He's never been the guy. He wasn't the guy at Michigan for mm-hmm. a while, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and he sure wasn't the guy with the Patriots. And then he just he just hung in there and hung in there. And and uh, his work ethic, his off the field habits, probably are number one top of the line, the way he takes care of himself in the offseason. Um, just, you go study everything that he did, he did it right, and it and it was the way you would want everybody to do it. I think you would say the same thing. So an, an unbelievable idol for these young kids. My, my, I told you before, my two idols are Mickey Mantle and Joe Namath, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were, they, they, they did not take care of themselves as much off the field, but were great players, great players. No uh, but this guy took such care of himself, John, and that's why he's lasted so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen, I've taken a lesson from, I just, I just got done drinking my, my athletic greens. And so, you know, taking my vitamins and saying my prayers like Hulk yeah. Hogan coach, if you were coaching a guy like a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning, and they said, listen, coach Brown, I got this. You worry about managing the game. I'll handle the offense. You know, I'll recognize the coverages. I'll know what audibles to go to. Do you give a guy like that more freedom than you would other, you know, other quarterbacks? Well, it, it, when it happens, I've I've done it with a few in my time through my years. One of them was right there in Nashville with with Whit Taylor, and as as by the Whit's second year that I had him. I just let him go. Now, I mean, we're we're in meetings every day, and we're talking through. Okay, if you see this, sure, this is the perfect thing. Blah blah blah. But you just let him go. Uh, I didn't ever have to worry about a call play with Wit because number one, I knew he'd get us in the right one, mm-hmm. and number two, I knew no matter what, if it wasn't a great coverage for the call pass, Wit would know where to take it because of the coverage. So he he just never hardly ever threw into coverage and. And uh, so, yeah, you get one of those, man. You just—I uh, don't think you realize it till they're gone, just how good they were and how important, and how easy they made it on you. And uh, great players make it easy on coaches, especially great players that want to learn and stay within the system. John, I've had great players that were hard to keep them in the system. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that guy's real hard to coach. Because he just, he'd make plays and not be in the system. So then all of a sudden he'd think, well, it's okay. I can do it anyway. And then all of a sudden it gets you. And and uh, so you get one of those like Bill Belichick had, like Bruce Arians had. I mean, I'm very good friends with Bruce. And I promise you oh, Bruce, Bruce is, the, Bruce is that dude, isn't he? I love Bruce. Yeah, he, he, he is. And I promise you knowing Bruce like I do, uh, we've – 
gone against each other forever. First time we ever met was he was the head coach at Temple and I was the head coach at Cincinnati. And we've just gone from there. And matter of fact, John, that was the first night of no huddle offense. I used it first time ever against Bruce. Wow. And, and we we beat them really good. And then it, it's, it's just been, that was 1983 for God's sake. <laughs> but Bruce, I promise you, let Tom go. He taught him the system. He took some of Tom's stuff and put in the system. He got back out of the way and let him go. Coach, uh, uh, by the way, it's a Coach's View sponsored by Richard Courtney Realtors. Coach, explain that to our listeners if you could a little bit more. It's one thing, I, you know, Todd Downing, you know, took a bath in this town over his play calling. But explain to our, our listeners, it's one thing for a coach or an offensive coordinator to call a play. A lot of it's up to the quarterback once he breaks the huddle and, 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 and looks over the defense to get out of that play call potentially and into a better call vis-a-vis an audible, right? That's, that's part of it. That's one way. Another way is you've got a run called here and a pass called on the other side. Let's say you've got a, a run to the left. This is the, I watched the Eagles. This is the, when they went down the field and scored uh, and put the game away, and Jalen Hurts carried it three or four times in a row. They had a run call to the one receiver side to the left. They had a pass, a bubble t- to the three receiver side to the right. And they overplayed the three-receiver side in coverage, and so he ran the run. If they had balanced up and left left it a half a man short to the three-receiver side, he would have thrown it there. So that's another way a quarterback can do it. And the third way a quarterback can do it is on a pass play, you take the ball at a certain point by coverage. So if if an offensive coach is calling a play, and let's say it's a curl to the one receiver side, and then you, you've got a, a flat route and a deep out and a single, the third receiver running down the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. You could go to the single side if he's single coverage. If it's double safeties and a two deep look, you go to the guy running down the middle of the field. If it's kind of a quarters, two deep look, quarters look, then you would throw the deep out to the flat guy. And your quarterback has to know that really well and with under 2.5 seconds. <laughs> So he's got to go one of three places in less than 2.5 seconds. Takes a special guy to do that kind of stuff. And so there's three ways a quarterback controls a game that really the head coach is not, or the play caller is not. And he catches a lot of good things or grief that mm-hmm. offensive coordinator does, John. A lot of times it's not the coordinator, it's the quarterback. Coach, uh, you mentioned the Eagles, and listen, I'm a New York Giants fan, so I sports hate them. I, I'm going to be rooting for Kansas City in the Super Bowl. But I got to give credit where it's due. You know, you look at last year where Jalen Hurts was and where this Eagles offense was to where it is now. What, in your view, has Sirianni done in that year to make this this Eagles offense so much better and Jalen Hurts so much better? That guy might win league MVP. You start with the quarterback. You better, John, always do what the quarterback does best. You cannot run an offense and it not fit the quarterback. I can say that back in the 80s. You sure say it now because these offenses are much more quarterback-oriented. So you start with him. And what they're doing is they're running a college offense. It's very similar to the Ravens. Uh, It's very similar. I think Jalen is a better runner than – uh, Lamar is because he's so much bigger and stronger. Oh. And uh, Lamar is unbelievably fast. So he gives you the big play. 
But Jalen, four and five and six yards to the death, he's smart. He knows when to get on the ground. He did get hurt and miss games. But they're running a college quarterback-oriented offense. The reason their offense is so good, their passing game goes off of their running game. And so if the running game's going, the passing game's going to be good too. And they have that third runner that most offenses don't have, that being the quarterback. And that's like playing a 12th man. You've got an extra, but you spread them all over the field, John, and you keep a back and the quarterback in the backfield. You've got one extra guy than those guys inside have got if they spread out all over the field with them. And that's the simple theory of it. So I think because he's such a good runner and because they went to what he does best, it made their offense one of the best in the league with a great offensive line, by the way. And and it also made Jalen Hurts one of the best players in the league. Too many coaches in this world, it's easy for me to look back because I did it some. Too many coaches yeah. in this world try to run an offense and don't run an offense that fits the players that you have. And I think the Eagles have done a fantastic job of that. I think Dable did a nice job of that with Daniel Jones, too, this year. He did. Absolutely. And look how it turned him around. Mm-hmm. look how it turned Daniel Jones around and look how it turned the Giants around. It, and the other thing that's interesting to me, John, it's amazing. And I think the reason is not college offenses are so great, but we're seeing two college offenses play each other in the Super Bowl. Yeah. The, the Chiefs run a very college-style offense, and the, the Eagles absolutely do. I don't think that's because the offenses are good and they're copying. I think they're taking these college players that are coming out. These quarterbacks are different now. They're all athletes. They can run a little bit. They can scramble around. The old the Tom Brady's of the world are not around now. Even Herbert, with a tall guy like that, um, uh, the guy, in, the Jacksonville guy. Tall oh, uh, guy. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. But they're athletes and so they're using them that way and that's why a lot of these pros offenses are headed toward toward the college way because these college quarterbacks are that style of guy a coach's view with watson brown presented by richard courtney realtors coach uh, obviously uh the nfl coaches gms are all uh, at the senior bowl right now scouting yeah. talent what do you think mike vrabel is looking for and the other nfl coaches what kind of qualities are they looking for from these players that are practicing this week? And, of course, they're going to play on Saturday. Well, I think they, if they're smart, and I went every year, 12 years in a row at UAB. I had some players there every year, but I also just enjoyed driving down the road and watching that. And yeah. it's unbelievable the number. They do their, quote, coaches convention, John, around that. Mm-hmm. So every staff is there. Every staff is in town, and I think they study every player because early in the draft, you try to fix your needs. Late in the draft, sometimes you just want the best player available. Right. And uh, they all interview every one of them. Uh, the position coach might interview, like to say if it's a receiver, the Ravens position coach interviews him, the Chiefs position coach interviews him. Now, the Chiefs aren't there, and the Eagles aren't there, but everybody else would be. And, and it's a unique atmosphere and you just watch all these head coaches and assistants walking around the fields, (laughs) sitting in the stands, talking with their GMs. It's an unbelievable week. And I think a lot is done. A lot more is done in that week. I'm not sure there's not as much done in that week as the combine week, to be very honest. Yeah. Wow. 
Amazing stuff, Coach. As always, we love having you on. Thanks again for being flexible with us and coming on today. Uh, normally, as we said, we have you on on Wednesdays. Uh, love doing this with you every week, and uh, you say it's an honor. It's an honor for us, Coach. Well, it is an honor, and I know you've enjoyed a day pogey off, so and congratulations. That, I can neither that confirm got, nor deny that, Coach. To... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love him. Oh, we, we do. love him. He's the best. Have a wonderful Thanks, day, Coach, God. and a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Okay, buddy. See you. All right. Watson Brown. That's so how good is that, man? That is just good quality sports talk jawboning with a guy that's been there and done that. I mean, people pay for that sort of stuff. I know. <laughs> I mean, we're just we're handing it out to you. We are very lucky to have Watson Brown on us uh, on with us every week. So good job by Pogi to set that up. All right, your phone calls were wide open till the top of the hour, as Pogi likes to say. 615-844-5600. Coming up after the break, Patton. I'm going to talk you down off the Aaron Rodgers ledge. Time for some therapy, John. We're going to have a a serious talk, you and I, and we're going to share it with our wonderful audience. Stay with us. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at tlinenash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria and Miami, and Jules and Troy. 
taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. The Titans offseason is going to be a big to-do in this market. They have a new general manager in place, and there's a lot of uncertainty of where this team is going. What's their approach with a brand-new general manager? Is it trim the dead weight, trim the fat, and try to come back and we're good enough to win it? I think that's exactly what they're going win to do. Win a division? I think that's exactly what they're going to do. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The show with the callers the other shows won't let on the radio. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. How ironic is it that two guys with the last name of McFarland, who are clearly not related, are doing a sports talk radio show together? Couldn't write it. It's a great show. You should check it out two to four. I can't speak for that show from four to six. I mean, that's up to you. But anyway, uh, before I uh, have a therapy session with uh, my dear friend, Patton Cook, let's... uh, Let's go to the phones. Just let me talk, Greg. Hi, Clay. Thanks for calling last night on Sportsline. That was going to be where I went first, JB. It was uh, great to talk to you. Like I said, I tried to be a little bit more straightforward and professional. You know, no cutting up on Sportsline. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, you know, we've we've all been waiting to hear from you. I mean, that was. Listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, it's not what I do. That was an embarrassment the other night. It's one thing to lose, but the way they lost, and like I told Patton in the opening segment, I'm not going to use the Q word, but I will use a Q word where you have to question the effort and the want to and the will of your team when you're losing 101 to 44 in major college basketball. Yeah, um, I'll comment on that quickly, and then I wanted to say some things about Watson. I thought it'd be appropriate. Yeah, have at it, um, but anyway, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like you said, I think this is just my opinion, and I'm not an Ole Miss fan, but I think Kermit's in trouble. And, you know, who knows about Stack? Um, right. Just signed a new extension, didn't he? Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll, we'll see uh, – We'll see, you know, just kind of what the overall mood is, I guess, and, you know, how excited the fans are, how many fans are at the game. I mean, but it is, you know, uh, I think, you know, Patton said that, you know, it could spiral from here, and it could. But, yeah, you um, lose to Ole anyway. Miss. You lose to Ole Miss, and I agree with uh, Patton Cook. I, I, you know, that things can get really, really ugly on West End. You lose that game. Yeah, um, on to my comments about Watson. Yeah. Um, you know, I participated in uh, Plaza's bowling event uh, for the first time, the Monday after Thanksgiving. Yep. And Watson Brown was – George had asked me to get a team together, which I was not able to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Watson was going to be our celebrity – but I ended up bowling with some guys uh, from Belmont, basketball players, really nice guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but Watson, by the way, Belmont, I, tough loss on the road uh, 
last night at Murray State. Great game. Shepard had a chance to yeah. win it at the buzzer. He missed uh, front-rimmed it. Go ahead. Um, Watson and I, you know, reconnected. He said he did remember my face, of course, um, from when he was our football coach. Of course, um, I talked to him, you know, on the radio, too, when he was on with George. But mm-hmm. this, this is what I've got to say about Watson Brown. You know my feelings uh, as a person, the, the, the man, Derek Mason. Right. And Watson Brown, along with Derek Mason, are probably – my two favorite, you know, Vanderbilt football coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he did – they had Commodore Club luncheons back then, and Commodore Club members, you know, could go to the luncheons. And, you know, I spoke to Watson there many times, but that's a long time ago. He, you know, he was our coach in the 80s. Right. But this is what I do know, and you heard it in his explanation of, of – you know, with Taylor and how the offense worked, Watson Brown was probably the best offense coordinator when he was George McIntyre's offense coordinator. He's probably the best offense coordinator Vanderbilt ever had. Yeah, very um, innovative. Yeah, the ball was going all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, and I kind of want to end with this, and I'll get off, but I remember how sad I was. When I knew uh, before we played Tennessee, and I think we played Tennessee at home that year, you know, that's typically usually the last game, and I knew Watson was getting fired. Uh Uh, The SMU, they were coming off, you know, basically the death penalty, and we played them in Dallas to get, you know, shellacked by them, and that was pretty much the nail in Watson's coffin. But I have a ton of respect for him, too. Great offensive mind. And I always enjoy listening to him on the radio. All right, Clay, thanks. Appreciate it, man. See you, boys. All right. Took him a while for to land that plane, <laughs> but he eventually did. <laughs> Any reaction to that, Patton? A big Watson Brown fan. I mean, yeah. just like him. I didn't get to see a lot of his time, of course, but uh, I, in my time knowing him here on Georgia's show and, of course, here on this show, mm-hmm. big fan of Watson. Yeah, uh, Watson, not so much of Derek Mason, but that's okay. Well, you know, that's fine. I I was more of a more of a fan of the man and Derek sure. Mason than the coach, probably. You know, want wanted to see him do well, but you know, listen, you know, he he got a long leash, and you know, he had every opportunity to you know turn things around. Or I be, do, yeah. Go ahead. And I do wonder how that whole situation will affect Jerry's situation because mm-hmm. they gave Derek probably a year or two too long. Right. Do they give that same luxury to to Jerry? Well, I, I will. I will agree with uh, you and uh, and Clay. Vandy has to beat Ole Miss. You got to win that game. Yeah. You don't win that game. There's going to be smoke in the city. All right. We'll take our final break. Close out hour number one next. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. 
ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. All five Middle Tennessee locations of Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill are open for dine-in service plus takeout and curbside pickup as well. That's right. You can dine in or out at our locations in Belmead, Murfreesboro, Hendersonville, Old Hickory, and our newest location at Nippers Corner. Happy hours Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 featuring half-price beer. From scratch kitchen items made fresh daily, Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill are the best eats and the best seats for every game. For more information, visit samsportsgrill.com. Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzly.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. The show played on a loop at Guantanamo Bay. The Greg Pogan, John Burton Show. 615-844-5600. Nobody calls when Pogan's on. Greg Pogue out today traveling with Tennessee State. John Burton, Patton Cook. Greg Pogue, John Burton Show here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studios. Why is that, Pat? I don't know. We're friendly, guys. Call us up. 615-844-5600. Talk some sports. I mean, Eric, you can call in, talk WWE for all weekend. Exactly. I saw the uh, Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, I'm w- working my way through the yeah. – through the. it's not a pay-per-view anymore. It's a premium live event for WWE. Yeah. You know, I am I have Xfinity, so I get Peacock for free, which means I get WWE mm-hmm. Network for free, which is really cool. saw the Men's Royal Rumble. It was good, pretty predictable. Cody Rhodes won, thought he would win. Looks like it'll be him versus Roman Reigns uh, at WrestleMania. I don't think The Rock is going to be involved now. They, they they couldn't work it out. I know they wanted The Rock versus Roman Reigns, which would have been unbelievable, wow. especially in L.A. Uh, uh, I haven't. I just started the Women's Royal Rumble. I haven't seen that yet, and I guess there was a big swerve at the end of the championship match, so I'm working my way through that. 
Um, yeah, the but, Rock's uh, contract probably would have broke even with all the money <laughs> WWE would have brought in from WrestleMania. Well, was, from what I understand, you know, Dwayne wanted to do it, wants to do it. It's just a matter of, A, can he find the time with his schedule, and B, if he's working on a major motion picture, the producers are going to be like, what? You're going to go wrestle right. where you could get hurt? Uh, no, we've got, you know, however many millions of dollars invested in mm-hmm. you. Um, so anyway, Patton. I understand as a Titans fan, you you have a you have a deep passion for this team. You want to see this team win. You want to be this team succeed. I've said repeatedly on this show, I'm not necessarily a Titans fan, but I am friend the Titans fan. And sometimes your friends have to tell you things that you may not want to hear. Yeah. Do you want Aaron Rodgers? You do, don't you? Just admit it. You want him. I do. You want him. I I, I want him. Okay. All right. That's good. That's the first step. Now here's the thing. You realize what you're going to have to give up to get him? That I do not. And do you also realize that this team yeah. is not just a quarterback away with a new general From manager? From what? What's that? From what? They're one. They're I, not just a quarterback away from being on par with the elite teams and elite quarterbacks in the AFC. You need a lot more than that. I agree, but I will say this. I trust that the Titans will get their offensive line figured out. Um one, because, I mean, the guy they had at left tackle, and we all know if the, if your left tackle's letting you down, then everything else is going to fall right. apart because you're – Second most important position on any offense, totally. assuming your quarterback's right-handed. Totally, and you're, you're kind of helping every other way, and that kind of leaves guys vulnerable. I think they will figure out the left tackle spot, whether that's rookie, whether that's Taylor Lewan coming back, which is highly doubtful. Right. I, I just feel like that will get figured out. Secondly – I will say this. I, I wouldn't trade away everything to get Aaron Rodgers. If we're going to trade away everything, and I know we had this conversation off air, I'd rather get one of these top guys not named Will Levis. Um, whether that's trading with Chicago, who came out yesterday, they pretty much solidified they're good with Justin Fields. Right. But I would, I certainly wouldn't mind being in the discussions and just poking around seeing what it would cost and what Aaron would cost to be here both con- contractually and trade capital. All right, so let's, let's assume what you're saying happens, and Aaron comes here and they fix the offensive line. Do you, honest, do you honestly think that, that that would put the Tennessee Titans up there with the Bills of the world, the Bengals of the world, the Chiefs of the world? I don't think we're far away, John, and maybe this is uh, – Copium. I'm just drinking in large <laughs> amounts of it. I just see Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry next to each other. I'm thinking, how the hell wouldn't this work? Uh-huh. I don't know. Who are you throwing to other than Burks? Just uh, Traylon Burks, Chigga Conqua. <laughs> just those two on the outside. Everybody else, get the hell out of the way. You too, Cody Hollister. <laughs> well, I imagine Aaron would make Cody Hollister quite a weapon. Probably would. You know, probably I mean, would. He's that dang good. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, your thoughts on that are welcome at 615-844-5600. Coming up at 1025, three-time Super Bowl champion, former teammate and carpool mate of Tom Brady, Gerard Cherry. We'd like to check in with him from time to time. He'll join us from Cleveland, Ohio. All, all sorts of wonderful things happening in hour number two. Stay right where you are. We're coming right back.
from ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. More crippling cold and ice in parts of the country thanks to a swath of winter weather in Texas. Widespread power outages, at least eight deaths on slick roads since Monday. Schools in Dallas, Austin, and many in Arkansas and Memphis closed today. And at the airports... Since Sunday, when the winter cold snap arrived, nearly 4,000 airline flights have been canceled at DFW Airport and Dallas Love Field combined. School has been called off for hundreds of thousands of kids as far east as Arkansas and nearly 400,000 homes in businesses in Texas have lost electricity today alone. Officials stress that the outages are the result of trees falling into power lines, not because of a widespread breakdown of the power grid like the one two years ago. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. The Federal Reserve upping its key interest rate by a quarter of a percent. The Fed looking to ease historic inflation by making credit cards and loans more expensive. Meantime, still no deal on raising the debt ceiling after a meeting between President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. In Memphis, Tennessee, an emotional and pointed farewell for Tyree Nichols, Family attorney and civil rights activist Benjamin Crump saying Nichols' deadly beating on police body cam video is a call for justice. Not just any justice, but equal justice. And that's what we're going to get for Tyree Nichols, equal justice. The 29-year-old was a father of a four-year-old son. The investigation into his death continues. In New Jersey, a newly elected suburban councilwoman in the town of Sayreville shot to death in her car last night, steps away from her home. Police call it an active and ongoing investigation. And it's Groundhog Day. In Pennsylvania, the critter known as Ponxatawney Phil gave his winter-spring prediction. I see a shadow on my stage. And so, no matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. You're listening to ABC News. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash, or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanOfRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. 
What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you ready to rock, boys and girls? Behold. It's the single greatest thing on earth. Are you listening to me? Welcome back to the Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. Brought to you by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Greg Bogue and John Burton Show now. 615-844-5600. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. Hour number two of our radio program, Greg Vogue, John Burton Show. Greg out today, traveling with Tennessee State. He'll join us tomorrow from his hotel room, I believe. His uh, plush hotel room, he'll probably be in his terry cloth bathrobe. Looking like a southern Tony Soprano walking around with his slippers. And avocado on toast. Yes, eating his eggs Benedict and avocado toast. and you know, But uh, he's scheduled to join us tomorrow out today. You can give us a call, though, 615-844-5600. John Burton, Pat and Cook, inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. Coming up at 1025, Gerard Cherry, three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots, former teammate of Tom Brady and Mike Vrabel, I might add. Yes, he's going to join us from Cleveland, and uh, he's been on the show before. He's dished, he's dished out some pretty good dirt on Mike Vrabel, so maybe we'll dig some more of that up. And it's funny because uh, he was uh, he was on the obviously the first Patriots Super Bowl winning team when they beat the greatest show on turf, the Rams. They just showed that game yesterday on yeah. NFL Network, and Gerard's got some unbelievable stories about that Super Bowl and the lack of respect that the Patriots got because nobody expected them to be there, and it was all about the Rams. And, you know, everybody thought the Rams were just going to run away with that game and win their second Super Bowl in four years, whatever it was, three years, whatever it was. And he talks about just how the league and the city of New Orleans, because it was at the Superdome, just gave them a thorough lack of respect in terms of, uh, uh, you know, how they were treated and how they were, you know, looked upon. Uh, at that Super Bowl. So, uh, Gerard Cherry, always a fun guest to have on. He uh, actually made his way to Nashville late this summer for a visit, and we set him up at the Omni, and uh, we had a great time together. So, it would be great to catch up with Gerard. But for now, your phone calls are welcome. 615-844-5600. Let's kick it off this hour with my man, Dougie Fresh. Morning, Doug. John, it's good to hear you express your your unhidden talent you're just such a, a musician a, an artist it's just i mean doug you know awesome. what they say the more you can and, do and I, you know a plethora of things you know plethora that find is a wide variety and you are a plethora of things i appreciate you doug what do you got for me today well uh, uh i just want to remember some things you know today i'm going to two signings you know one at a private one at a public school of some young men that are, you know, going toward the next level of education. So, you know, remember those guys, they make career decisions in, in their paths of, of sports and, 
in their paths of, of education. So it's a happy day, but, you know, I also think about the, these are four- and five-year commitments, but with uh, the uh, transfer portal, it may be two-year commitments. So right. think about those families. Think about those kids. Uh, just keep them in your prayers. And no, I also want to comment on the Tom Brady thing. Yeah. I don't believe it until I see it. He's done it before. I think he'll keep the arm loose. Some team that has about three weeks in, a quarterback goes down, perfect offense, perfect defense, you know, good line. Uh, all of a sudden they throw a little piece of money at him. Hey, he'll do it again, in my opinion. So you're thinking there's a possibility that we may not have seen the last of TB12. I have not even looked at – as soon as I saw the Instagram of him retiring, I didn't even finish watching it. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't that long. You know, it was only about 24 seconds or something like that. Because, like you said, you can't redo what you've done already. But, again, you can redo or redo. You know, after there's plan A and plan B, there's still 24 letters in the alphabet, right? You That's still right. have a lot more plans. And he, he is Macaulay Calkin right now, home alone. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, <laughs> but no, did he no, move? No did he move there, across so. the street from Giselle and the kids? That private side of that man, I do not dive into. You know, yeah. I he, he's just so different. He is the goat, but he has so much going on that that private stuff, not a part of me. You know, spin the ball. You know, run the offense. Right. That part I like, but I, I do not think he's done. I think the proper scenario where the O line's good. Everything's set up perfect. He can do what he wants. He'll do it again. And it has to be where the arm is still loose, you know. Mm -hmm. 12 weeks in the season, though. Three or four weeks in the season where he still thinks, quote, I got it. I think he'll do it again. Do you want him here, Doug? Would you want him here? Mm. Negative. And it's not because of him. Mm -hmm. It's because of the things to the table of the other players. Right. You know. What are, you, what are you doing for him when you didn't do it for me? That part is what I don't want to happen in Nashville because he's going to get anything he wants. And, you know, we've seen it in the past where players didn't get what they asked for and all of a sudden they were gone. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that part of what he brings to the table, not the talent, right? just what he brings to the table with that side of him where he can, you know, he can get anything he wants. And, and it's not good for the future. It's not good for the present. That's just me. All right, Doug, gotcha, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right. Great to have Doug calling. Here's the problem, Pat, and I didn't, you know, we talked about this a little bit towards the end of the first hour. I think the Titans are heading towards a rebuild. That's what I feel. New general manager, you know, kind of like the promo with the McFarlands, trim some of the dead weight. Maybe you move on from Taylor Lewan. Maybe you move on from Ben Jones. I don't know. You know, I just feel like, if you try to pieces parts it together and patch it together, rebuild being two and fifteen type of rebuild or no, like a, no okay. competitive like like a Steelers rebuild okay. right the Steelers are always competitive every year like you know like a maybe an eight and nine rebuild seven and ten rebuild I can see that you know what I'm saying yeah. they're not gonna suck as long as Vrabel's the coach I liken him to Mike Tomlin with Pittsburgh as long as he's a coach they're never gonna suck you're not gonna see three and fourteen two and fifteen. Not on his watch. That won't happen. You know, but I just feel like if you try to patch it together and put a pieces part here and this, you're just not going to be good enough, in my opinion, to 
match the upper echelon teams in this conference. Look at this conference. Look at these teams. Look at these quarterbacks. You know, you got to come up with a new strategy to get in that and get on that level. These guys are young. All those quarterbacks, they're all young. Like Mahomes is the oldest one. He's 27. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. And they stay healthy. And my worry kind of is you're kind of middle of the road enough where you're not able to get and we've seen it. I mean, the Eagles, I mean, they got Jalen Hurts in the second round, so it can be done not to select a guy in the top five to be your franchise guy, but it's mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to find that guy. <laughs> I mean, Joe Burrow at one, that was about as surefire. Right. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> as well. I, right. That's where it starts and ends for me. Once you find that guy, a lot of other things fall into place. Well, listen, Greg and I, you know, we argued about it all season. He's like, you win, you try to make the playoffs. Aren't you done with, your, with just making the playoffs. I mean, we've kind of seen that movie before. We know how it ends. I'm asking you from a fan's perspective. And it's, you don't want to, you know, uh, uh, dismiss a team making the playoffs. It's hard to do in this league. But th- isn't this about making those deep runs? Isn't this about competing for that championship, getting that Lombardi trophy here on Broadway, which we haven't seen yet? Yeah, I mean, it's it's different for a team like – the first year they made it where they had to win six in a row to make it in to where you lose seven straight and you limp into the playoffs. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I turned my nose at a, at a playoff berth because for a, a lot of time in my life, I was, wasn't sure if, I, if I'd ever seen one again. Right. But you want to have a chance. And for me, I, it just never felt like you really had that chance this season. And some of that was injury. Some of that was the way the roster was constructed. But to me, I, I'm not sure if the eight and nine rebuild is going to be good enough, uh, and I and like you said, I don't think they'll they will ever be bad enough to really get right. that top guy. Except this year, I, I just think this year is such a uh, one of your better chances you're going to get, quite frankly, because you're going to have a, a team in the Chicago Bears, and I'm just throwing this out there. They are openly shopping this number one pick. Right. They don't want it. They want multiple picks down the road. To me. If you're going to get a top guy, straight up from eleven to one, and take totally. and take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or whoever, and that's as a fan talking, of course. But that that's what I'm looking at. Whether they make that move, whether a first year GM wants to kind of make that big leap, and yeah, he's, he's putting know. his neck on the line to do. You no, know, he's already you know drinking water out of a fire hose, and now right. you now you want to throw this on his on his desk. And that's why I don't think it'll happen necessarily, right. but. I, I wouldn't be against it, and I, I would hope he's at least looking at what it would cost to go up Oh, there. I'm sure he's kicking the tires. I'm sure all options are open. He's making his – he's doing his due diligence. He's making his phone calls. He's, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I, I think you can rest assured that that's happening. Whether or not it happens, I mean, that's a lot to ask of a first-year general manager. All right, let's go back to the phones. Dana Day. Never gonna let you fade away, away. Morning, Dane. How you doing, pal? What's going on, John? Oh, we're uh, just hanging man, out here, talking, doing a little radio show. What's happening with you? That that's the best buffering on sports talk, <laughs> right there. <laughs> I love it. I mean, y'all 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 made me into a D list D list celebrity. Oh, you know, uh, you're A list in our book. Well, I, but I, I, I ain't making A list money. No, neither. Uh, but anyway, uh, join the club. Well, what about uh, Tennessee just couldn't get the ball to drop last night? Did you see how many shots they missed? No, I know they shot like what less than thirty percent from the field. They just 
once uh, they took the I lead mean, the second half, they just the shots wouldn't fall. And well, you'd have nights I like mean, that, Dane. I mean, uh, Jordan James was off. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, just the whole thing looked off to me. But, but uh, y'all were talking about that. Uh, do you? Uh, and I didn't hear. I kind of, I kind of had a break in the action there. Mm-hmm. Are you saying you want Aaron Rodgers here in Nashville? I'd rather him than Tannehill, Dane. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, so how old is Aaron Rodgers now? 39. Okay, well, that's uh, – that's, uh, Tannehill's he's 34. Ready for, he's ready for Social Security in quarterback <laughs> years now. I mean, I, you know, here, here's what I'm worried about. I don't hear anybody saying this. Mm-hmm. And, and last year it lined up – I don't think it's ever going to line up that good for the Titans as it did last year. And and they lost the, the playoff game, and we all saw what happened with the interceptions and that kind of stuff. I agree with you. But, I, I think last year but, was their best uh, opportunity, and they blew it, unfortunately. For them. my my thing is, and you, you know who 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 knows how long Derrick Henry's going to remain durable and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because because you know, running backs come and go, and he's he's right now to me he's still the best running back in the NFL. He's been great for the city, and I'd love to see him retire as a Titan. But my worry is, what if he becomes disgruntled and starts asking for a trade if we have another season like we had this season? That's why I'm saying not stick with Tannehill any longer. Derrick Henry's got one to two years left, Max. And Aaron Rodgers, that's the same as he got. So, I mean, if our best player's got one to two years left, why stick with a guy we know who's not going to do anything? Well, I, don't don't get me wrong. It's 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 fun to watch him, but he 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 seems to have a little bit of a I don't know kooky, like Jeff. You know, he reminds me of uh, John. Ooh. Remember how kooky Jeff George used to be? Yeah. Oh yeah. Great talent, I'm, but I'm, yeah, just a head Aaron case. Aaron Rodgers kind of reminds me of a of a of a better version of, of Jeff George sometimes. You know? Yeah. Because he kind of seems like some kind of, you know, I, I, I just I'm afraid he's got too much baggage now. Is that am I wrong for that? No, a lot of people feel that way, Dane. You know, I mean, he's a kooky guy with the ayahuasca, and just you know, he's he's a guy that he's you know he comes across at least as kind of aloof and arrogant and and above it all, and you know, just you're not supposed to question what he does or what he says or anything like that, and. You see him screaming at his receivers on the on the field and yeah. and, and whatnot. Um, you know, he's, I mean, I don't well, know. He's making, he's making more money probably than the richest person in Green Bay. You know, uh, right? I mean, I mean, you know, but anyway, he, bris- uh, he you know he bristles at the Green Bay media locally there, and they all love him. What's he going to do when Kaharski starts yapping at him? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh boy, you ain't lying about that. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Kaharski, uh, you know. You- I'm, you, know. you don't mean Mr. Congeniality, do you, Paul Kaharski? But, <laughs> listen, uh, listen. I love Paul. I know a lot of people don't care for him. I love Paul. I get along with him great. But you know, he's Paul is Paul, right? Well, Paul's going to be Paul. That's his stick. But uh, uh, let me ask you another question, John. Are you? Yeah. Are you up in Knoxville Saturday covering uh, uh, Tennessee Auburn? No, we will not physically be there, but uh, we'll be we'll be all over it. Rest assured. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, I was just. 
just wondering about that because I, I think uh, Bruce Pearl's going to come in there and that's going to be an electric atmosphere up there Saturday. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Anytime Bruce Pearl comes back to Knoxville, like you said, it's going to be fun. Yeah. All right, fellas, that's all I had, man. Y'all have a good day. I'm glad y'all uh, got back on the air today. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Thanks for calling, and uh, as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. So, Yeah, I mean, it's really going to be interesting to see what Carthon does yeah. and how he approaches this season, this year, because we know what's coming in the long term, but what are you going to do in the short term? You know, How are you going to approach this season? Are we, right. you know, are we going all in to try to win? You know, patch some things together and go, or are we gonna start the slow, you know, retools slash rebuild? Right. That's and, then, and I don't know. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers would. Bro, win I get a Super it. You're Bowl a fan, anything, man. You always want the best for your team. And, you don't. You don't. You don't want to rebuild. And, you know. And I'm just kind of looking at this roster, and it's starting to degrade anyway. And but mm-hmm. our best player, Derrick Henry. I mean, how realistically, how many more seasons will he have as a top five rusher? He just turned 29. So you're probably right. At best, we'll give him two seasons. So I just think you owe it to him to, I mean, all that, I mean, he has run himself into the ground for this franchise. And I think for us to, and he will never say it, but for us to go into next season with Tannehill as our number one guy, thinking we got a chance to win a Super Bowl, I'd be disappointed. Fair enough. All right, coming up, we're going to check in with three-time Super Bowl champion, friend of show, Gerard Cherry, going to talk about his days playing with Tom Brady, what's going on in the NFL right now, get his Super Bowl thoughts as well. And he always has some good dirt on Mike Vrabel, who he was teammates with as well with the Patriots. We'll get to that and your phone calls after that next. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, this is Joe Cordell. Cordell & Cordell is a firm that practices family law exclusively. We focus on only one area of the law to maximize our strength and effectiveness as advocates for clients that have everything on the line. Their homes, retirement, savings, and most importantly, their children. We're the partner our clients count on. If we can be of help to you, give us a call. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Nashville area attorneys. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Ad paid for by Anthem Tax Services. 
Attention, if you or your business is behind in filing your tax returns or if you owe over $10,000 in back taxes to the IRS, please listen carefully. The IRS does not joke around and will not stop their collection efforts. If you're tired of the IRS letters, levies, liens, or wage garnishments and would like to get a fresh start, we can help. Due to the financial hardships in the country, the IRS is making it easier than ever to settle tax problems for those who owe more than $10,000. We can help settle your delinquent tax problems and all collections and may even reduce your back taxes significantly. Even if you can't afford to pay your back taxes, you can still get the help you need. We've helped thousands of taxpayers just like you, but you must call 800-240-4917 today to stop your tax problem from getting worse. The information is free and the help is real. Call 800-240-4917. That's 800-240-4917. Again, 800-240-4917. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Do you know what the Mets stand for? It's Metropolitan. Yeah, that one. Metropolitan yeah. is a flavor of ice cream, right? Neapolitan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Was that real? I mean, half and half. Oh, man. You talk about throwing me off complete. <laughs> My equator is gone. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch. With Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show, where the only adult in the room just graduated from college. Greg Pogue out today. John Burton, Pat and Cook inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. Greg Pogue, John Burton Show. Greg will be back with us. Tomorrow, as we used to say when I lived in Pittsburgh. Speaking of Pittsburgh, not too far away is Cleveland, Ohio. That's where we find our next guest. Three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots. Nine years in the NFL. Does a great afternoon drive radio show up there in Cleveland. My buddy, Gerard Cherry, joins us. j Rowe, good morning. You finally made it to Nashville earlier last year, late in the summer. And we had a great weekend hanging out. It was so good to see you. How are you, man? I am doing well, JB. I have no complaints with you. Right now, I am in the Florida sun sitting by a pool and just really enjoying life. Oh, you're on vacation. I'm bothering you on vacation. vacation. I feel I feel bad, J-Ro. I'm bothering you on vacay. <laughs> well, that just shows how much love I got for you right there. You're my guy, man. You're my guy. You know, it's funny. I'm watching NFL Network yesterday, and they showed, obviously, we're going to talk to Tom Brady in a second, but they're showing the Patriots' first Super Bowl win. You were part of that team, beating the greatest show on turf, the St. Louis Rams, the then St. Louis Rams, and they showed the entire game. And I just remember the stories you've always told about that week because I believe there was only one week between the championship games and the Super Bowl. You came into Pittsburgh. You beat the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. I was at that game. I covered that game. Then you went to New Orleans uh, to play uh, the uh, St. Louis Rams. And you've always talked about the lack of respect that your Patriots team got by the league, by the city of New Orleans, and the Super Bowl. Like, there was no love for the Patriots going into that game. It was all about the Rams, even though you guys oh, won. It certainly, was. it certainly was. Heck, starting back in Pittsburgh, they had their bags packed and ready to go, and that was a bulletin board material like no other. Imagine walking into an AFC Championship game, JB, and you see the team you're facing, luggage, packed. <laughs> like it was a foregone conclusion that they're going to win that game. Yeah. And then you win the game, you get to New Orleans, and they have these swag bags that they give you. That's what we call it now. I'm pretty sure I wasn't calling it that in the early 2000s. 
Right. We'll adjust the time. Right. And so they have this gift bag for us. And in our gift bag, they had Atlanta Falcons colors. Nothing red, white, and blue. <laughs> they have Pittsburgh No Patriots logos, right? I no Patriots anything. I got Pittsburgh Steelers shorts and Nike shoes and Atlanta Falcon stuff. So it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to be there as opposed to us. And then we find out that the – and this is to show how far back this is. It's pretty funny. Let's age ourselves right quick. We get this rumor. Man, do you know that the Rams all got portable DVD players? We were incensed about that. And the sad part about it is everybody on there could afford their own. Right. <laughs> the portable DVD player. But the fact that we didn't get one in our swag bag was just hilarious. And we literally had nothing that was Patriots colors. It was either Falcons colors or Steelers colors. And then obviously the Super Bowl stuff went along with it. It was fascinating. But Coach Belichick, to his credit, he played that up to the fullest. And you talking about feeling disrespect with chips already on our shoulders. It played right into our psyche. Gerard, so you win the game. Venetary hits the field goal at the gun. You win the game, one of the biggest upsets in Super Bowl history. And tell tell our listeners about the after party because it sounds like Mr. Kraft was not exactly ready for all that. Yeah, great, great, great point, Jamie. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, so what Jamie is talking about, folks, is basically after the Super Bowl, generally speaking, you have an after party in which you have entertainers and the in a, in a people from the entertainment world, be it movie stars or whatever, mainly musicians, will put on a show for you after they to celebrate the fact that you won. So we go back to our hotel. We get back there. All we have is a, a, a almost like last-minute put-together bar staff, a Super Bowl just being passed around by everyone, and I'm not even sure there was a DJ in there. And then for some reason... Snoop Dogg, because he was cool with Willie McGinnis, decided just to fall through because he's a big-time Steelers fan, but they go back from their Long Beach days. So he came through, and that was about it. But far as just, like, being prepared for celebrating, I don't think they thought we were going to win because they had nothing prepared for it. Literally had a makeshift bar crew. It's like, uh, what do you want to drink? Um, gin and tonic? I don't know. Gerard Cherry is our guest, three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots. But obviously in later years, as you started winning more Super Bowls, the parties got a lot better, right? Oh, man, they made up for it the next time around. In Houston, you had the Black Eyed Peas when they were at the height of their popularity. Yeah. Doing the post, post-game celebration. Aerosmith, people who are from the band is from actually Boston. They were on stage. I actually got on stage with them, JB, and sang Walk This Way. I did the rap part. None of right. I did the rap part. Right. Well, at least the Run DMC part, as far as that was concerned. But, yeah, man, I was, like, insane. So they definitely stepped it up. And then year following, they did a great job. So pretty much after that first experience, they did a great job. And I also experienced one when they lost, too, though. Mm-hmm. In 2007, I was at the Super Bowl in the AZ, and they had Alicia Keys perform. And I tell you what, JV, I've never seen such a big time star put on a big show for twenty people. <laughs> 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 well, Gerard, obviously, you know you knew Tom Brady pretty well his first couple of years in the league. You were teammates with him. You guys were uh, carpool partners uh, back and forth to work together. He announces his retirement again. 
But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we went through this last year, but to use a popular drop from your show with Emmett Golden up in Cleveland, this time I believe him, yo. I don't know why, but I do. I think it's for good. What say you? <laughs> I, I still have this feeling, man. When the season's over and you fail, there's a sense of defeatism in it mm-hmm. where you're like, you know what, I don't want to – because it's, it's a grind, even from a broadcasting standpoint. Yeah. I still have one more week to go. The only reason I'm taking a break this week is because of Pro Bowl this weekend, and I don't have to cover it. Right. So it's a grind, and it's like half of a year, six months. And for his case, you're talking about 10 to, 10 to 11 months of just straight grinding. So I can see how you get to a place like, you know what, I'm good. I'm done. It's time to move on. The team I'm with, we're not going to win anything. I don't see how we're going to make any moves. Mm-hmm. Let me just retire because it makes no sense. But I could totally see, man, because it took me four or five years to get that out of my – I still kept training, JB. Yeah. When I knew I wasn't going to be playing anymore, I still kept training with the same regiment of, okay, here it is, March. It's time to hit it. All right, here we are in June and July. I'm like, dude, why are you running one tens in a hundred degree heat? So being a creature of habit, what's gonna happen, I think, around June, July, you'll get that pit feeling in your stomach. Mm-hmm. I call it the training camp feeling. Mm-hmm. And with that training camp feeling, you're gonna actually yearn for training camp. Wow. And that's gonna be the hard part right there of him that quelling that yearning. So I don't know if he'll be able to do that just yet. Especially how he left it because it seemed really abrupt. Yeah. Gerard Cherry is our guest. Second time. Sorry about that, Gerard. Gerard Cherry is our guest, three-time Super Bowl champion, former teammate of Tom Brady and Mike Vrabel, which we'll get to in just a second. But, you know, you got to know Tom a little bit his first couple years in the league. Um, and you were you, you've said on this show numerous times that despite, you know, the 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 fame and good looking guy and he's popular with ladies and all this type of stuff. He was just an average dude. He just he went out of his way to want to be one, just one of the guys, right? He didn't go out of his way, JB. That's just who he was. Okay. It wasn't like, okay, let me posture here to have guys think I'm just just normal, just like them. That was just who he was, man. Just a cool – you know, some people are just cool, good people, mm-hmm. and they don't have to put any farce on about it or do anything extra. That's just who they are, and he was always that. And obviously when you get to the level of fame that he got to, you have to be protective because so many people are pulling at you and trying to take from you. But he never, in my opinion, changed from the core of who he was, which was a, a good dude to where I've told stories before where he'll go up to a rookie and be like introducing himself. Mm-hmm. The kid could be like, hey, how you play my dad? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, so he's that type of guy, man. But just like I said, just a, a really – Really, 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 really good teammate who understands that concept and never puts on the air that I'm Tom Brady, I'm more important than you, I matter more than you. Because he understands completely that in order for a team to function and work at its highest levels, everyone has to feel that they're important and they matter. And he did a phenomenal job of that, and that was because it was an act. Yeah. That was just who he was, or is. I want to mm-hmm. kill him off, who he is. All right, what about Vrabes? You've told some good stories about uh, being teammates with Mike Vrabel. You've also mentioned the fact that he was the one guy that could kind of be a smartass around Belichick, and Belichick, you know, would be okay with tolerate. it, right? Yeah, he, for some reason he did tolerate that. Every time, too, Bill will be like, all right, Mike, now it's time. <laughs> I'm not on that right now. <laughs> it would be, so he would push the button sometimes. And then sometimes Bill will quickly remind him, I run this thing. But now, nah, Vrabes, what you're seeing from him is the same guy, again, who watched all the players. 
very smart, very dedicated to the craft, understands football, knows how to reach guys because, once again, knows what it is to be a good teammate and what it means to buy into something and to sell yourself out for it and to give your all and ask only that you give in return what he's giving. And he puts that out there. So I was not, I can't say, surprised once Tannehill went down that your, that your team had struggles. Mm-hmm. But Ravens, in my mind, is a really good football coach. And I think I don't know what's going on there because, just to be honest and frank with you, JB, it seems like there's some discord there. You fire your GM in the middle of the season right. after Brown goes nuts on you guys when you face the Eagles. Yep. So it just seems like something, to quote, Keith Sweat ain't right. But we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt about it. We've been talking about it all morning, Gerard. Just the fact that you know, new GM coming in. How is he? How is it going to fit with Vrabel? Are the Titans going to commit to a rebuild, or are they going to try to do the pieces, parts thing, and patch things together and try to make it work? But I look at where the AFC is, and you watch it every day. You know, you work in an AFC market. It's all about the the teams and the quarterbacks. You got to be really good, and you got to have a really good quarterback to compete in the AFC. Well, you certainly do because if you look at the AFC right now, that is exactly what's going on. You got to go through Mahomes, you got to go through Burrow, you got to go through Allen. So Lamar Jackson, if he's still with the Ravens in there, and if if and when Deshaun Watson does return to form, you got to go through him as well, along with a good team to mm-hmm. back it up. So yeah, man, I probably left somebody out. Russell Wilson now, Trevor Lawrence, John Payton gets Trevor Lawrence, and then oh heck. Justin Herbert, while I'm at it, oh, and I forgot Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I just named eight to nine guys. <laughs> yeah. And I might have left someone out. Right. No, no question about it. Gerard, uh, early thoughts on the Super Bowl. Obviously, one of your old teams, the Philadelphia Eagles, they were the top team in the NFC all year. They, You know, you kind of expected them to be there, although I would have liked to seen the 49ers have a healthy quarterback to at least compete in the NFC Championship game. Chiefs go in. They're banged up. Mahomes is banged up. The receivers are banged up. What are your early thoughts on the Super Bowl? Who do you like? I like the I, – I, I've been with the Eagles, riding the Eagles all year long, J.B. I love how they approach training camp and mm-hmm. just that gladiator mentality of we're going to practice with anybody. We're going to really go about this idea that preseason training camp should be one in which you embrace it and not shy away from it. So I love that approach. But what I saw last week against the – 49ers did not impress me, actually. And you're probably saying, how the hell is it not impressive when they blew them out? Right. I'm of the mindset, had Purdy stayed healthy, the 49ers ought to won that game. Mm-hmm. At least that's how it appeared to me. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm just tripping. But <laughs> I, I wasn't impressed, and I've been impressed all year. So I won't be surprised if the Chiefs win, because I really did not like what I saw out of the Eagles in that game. And granted, they blew them out, and I know people are like, that makes no damn sense whatsoever. <laughs> but something just didn't look right to me. Well, from your lips to God's ears, Gerard, because I'm a New York Giants fan, so I, I never want to see the Philadelphia Eagles win anything. So uh, I hope you're right. Hey, you mentioned the Pro Bowl this week, Gerard. You know, the actual game, they've done away with it. There's some kind of skills thing tonight where I think it's going to be the potato sack race and the three-legged race and the egg roll, and then they're going to play flag football on Sunday. Where are you at with the Pro Bowl? Do you, do you like these changes? Should there even be a Pro Bowl? Yeah, Lord, now I got a Nirvana song stuck in my head. <laughs> well, I can't entertain us. Here we are now. <laughs> Smells like teen spirit, baby. <laughs> oh, my God, boy. <laughs> You're the best, I man. So, I, I love so you for that. 
I get it. If you get 1.5 million eyes on it, that's still making money. So anything and everything to do just that. I cannot knock the hustle. Yeah. It's a capitalist economy. So I cannot hate. But, yeah, man, I think it's utterly ridiculous. But some people might find it entertaining. And if I'm going to be really transparent and truthful here, I must admit, I truly and thoroughly love, and I'm not even being facetious here, when they play dodgeball. I really got into that a couple years ago. Yeah. That's highly competitive, man, and we're going to see that tonight. That's going to be big time. <laughs> You're not wrong. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. All right, last question, Gerard, and I'll let you get back to your vacation in Florida. What was your favorite part of your visit here to Nashville last summer? You know what my favorite part, man, was just observing you in your helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> just like, this is what it means to be the man in the mayor of city. I was impressive, man. <laughs> I've never seen a one. I mean, I've been on a professional athlete level. I mean, I got a little recognition in Cleveland, but man, what you're doing in that city, on that scene, pretty impressive, dog. Pretty impressive. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, man. Come back and visit anytime. It was great having you. And uh, I hope you get back here real soon, man. But listen, enjoy your vacation. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, um, and uh, we'll have you back on again real soon, I'm sure. By the way, I'm available to come on your show with Emmett Golden anytime. Just ask. <laughs> Will do, JB. Will do. <laughs> take care, my man. All right, take care, JB. All right. The great Gerard Cherry. It is always fun to have him on, have his perspective from a three-time Super Bowl champ and a guy that played with Tom Brady, played with Mike Vrabel. Um, just great to get his perspective on things. All right. We are wide open until the top of the hour, 615-844-5600. You still got time to call in. John Burton, Patton Cook, filling in for Greg, Nashville Sports Radio. Highway Safety Office. Drunk driving is the ultimate form of unsportsmanlike conduct. Tennessee Highway Safety Office reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. A six-way tie atop the men's standings is now a three-way tie after five weeks with Moorhead State, Southeast Missouri, and UT Martin at 7-3, and and Southern Indiana and Tennessee Tech a game back each. Southern Indiana's Jacob Polakovic had a second 20-point, 20-rebound game of the season and has five 20-plus rebound games this season, including three in a row. Only one other player nationally has more than one. Eastern Illinois remains in first place on the women's side at 10-0. SIUE's Ajula Tata recorded a league leading eighth double-double at Moorhead State with 29 points and 16 rebounds. The 16 boards were a career high and most by a Cougar since 2018-19 season. UT Martin's second Robin scored a career-high 30 points, including seven three-pointers and a win at Southern Indiana. Polakovic and Moorhead State's Mark Freeman were co-men's players of the week, while UT Martin's Jordan Sears were top newcomer and Somebody asked me, this ascension of Tennessee football, is it sustainable? I think it is sustainable. They're recruiting ranking schools. You can get A-plus personnel to Rocky Top, Tennessee. And the state is now way better than it ever was in its past, producing players. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. 
The show with the callers the other shows won't let on the radio. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. We got uh, Vanderbilt women's basketball tonight at Missouri, 7.45 p.m. So that means you you will get the full two hours of the afternoon stretch. I want to apologize in advance for that, by the way. The McFarlands, two to four. That's a show I like. It's a good show. Very yeah. good show. Yeah, Jim Rome follows us at the top of the hour, then the McFarlands, and then, you know, afternoon stretch, whatever, four to six. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just love the stories that Gerard tells about the lack of respect that the Patriots got. Like, I remember I covered that AFC championship game where they came in and beat the Steelers. Steelers were the number one seed. Cordell Stewart had his best year as a pro. He's starting quarterback. He finished third in MVP voting that year. Had a, you know, just a a rebound, resurgent type year. And it looked for all the world like, you know, they were going. And Patriots came in, and Gerard was a special teams player. Uh, Patriots scored 14 points off special teams. Uh, Troy Brown returned a a punt for a touchdown, and they blocked a field goal that was returned for a touchdown. That was the difference of the game. And Brady started that game, got hit low, probably dirty, had to leave the game. (laughs) Bledsoe actually came in, finished the game, won the game. And remember, there was that big controversy. Would Belichick just stick with Bledsoe because he won the AFC Championship game, or would he go back to Brady? Ended up going back to Brady. Rest is history. They won that Super Bowl and then uh, five more after that. But, uh, you know, just to hear Gerard say the fact that there was, like, there was basically no after party because not even the Patriots probably expected they were going to win because up until the Giants beat the undefeated Patriots in 07, that was arguably the biggest Super Bowl upset of all time when the Patriots won their first Super Bowl and beat the St. Louis Rams. So it's just it's just it's it's amazing what the Patriots were considered to be then right. as to what they would wind up to be when they won six Super Bowls uh with uh, Brady and Belichick. It's crazy what uh winning a few uh playoff games will do to you. Uh, yeah. John, it just completely changed. Yeah, no doubt about it. 615-844-5600, the number to call. And, of course, uh, we've got the uh, Pro Bowl skills competition tonight. And Gerard's right. That dodgeball game, that's that's going to get heated. Those guys are going to be into that. Got those big offensive linemen. They've been <laughs> bench pressing all week trying to kill somebody with one of those things. Congrats to Ben Jones, of course. He's uh Made it. I don't believe he'll be involved in the uh, dodgeball contest tonight. He will be in the uh, lightning round, though. Well, the last thing Ben Jones needs is to get hit in the head with a dodgeball with all the concussions <laughs> he's gone through I this year. I mean, didn't even think about that. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, I, if you're Ben Jones, stay away. By the way, is he back next year? Probably gut, not. Gut feeling. Yeah, probably not. Him and Lawan? Uh, personally, I would take Lawan back. Um, at, a, course, at, a, at, a, at a discount. Yeah, right? not, not at the number, but. It's interesting to kind of right now. I think he's their best option if he's healthy at left tackle. Right, he's better than Dennis Daly by country mile. You think? But it is interesting to hear him talk. He's not even. He doesn't even entertain the idea of taking less money. He's just at. He's well, then he's gone. Yeah, he's just at the point. I'm going to get cut. So to me, that's selling. Yeah, I'm not taking any less money. I'm going to go elsewhere. You're basically telling Rand Carthon, "Cut me, cut me, Mick," which is, I don't know, rubs me the wrong way a little bit. But I digress. No, 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 please, and please expand, enlighten us. Well, I, I just don't get hit from his perspective. Uh, why not? He talks about how he loves Nashville, wants to finish a Titan. 
I mean, if you love it so much, I mean, I'm not telling people what to do with their money, but I, I just find it interesting. He doesn't even entertain it whenever he discusses this. He's just, I'm either coming back at my number or, or, or I'm getting cut. Mm. Interesting. You know what that tells me? You know, players talk. I'm sure he's got friends on other teams or people he knows on other teams saying, hey, the Titans cut you. We'll bring you in in a yep. heartbeat and we'll pay you. You know, because, you know, at one point, Taylor Wan was the highest paid left tackle in all of football. He still remains among the highest paid at his position. We all know, again, second most important position on any offense, assuming your quarterback's right-handed. Of course, got hurt on turf, and that's what uh, Nissan Stadium will be. Uh, yeah, what do you think of that? Season. It's interesting uh, yeah. because you hear – Because two... most people go from turf to grass to prevent injuries. Correct. I but mean, the Titans are kind of doing the opposite? What? Yeah, and they presented all this data on how kind of – and I agree with this. They had to do something because with the, the state of Nissan Stadium in November, December, and January, I mean, it's – it's one of the worst in the leagues. And they cited an example. Sean Payton went to the NFL immediately after that game uh, where they re they rested everybody pretty much, and they still ended up losing uh, that game the Titans did. Just slipping all over the place or having to put sod down and off. Oh, the way the turf looked on Christmas Eve oh. after the after the snowstorm was, was, was awful. So now they're using this new technology. Uh, <laughs> vegan something some sort of uh experiment in there so i'm not sure how to go they cited studies um i mean i you can cite studies i'm not exactly a mathematician so i mean you can cite as much as you want I, i'm just my eyes are glazing over <laughs> i'm interested to see what it does next season does it affect the injuries does it help does it hurt right we'll just have to see of course that's what the stadium's going to be so maybe they're wanting to transition it a, a little bit the new stadium Titans used 86 different players this year, 91 the previous year, by far the most in the league. Injuries have been a major, major problem with this organization uh, the last couple of years. And, and uh, you know, we'll see uh, if the new turf helps that. You mentioned Sean Payton, by the way. Keep forgetting we didn't have a show yesterday. Uh, the Broncos make a trade with the New Orleans Saints for the rights to sign Sean Payton as their new head coach. So, He'll be tasked with trying to turn around Russell Wilson uh, in the AFC there. I think it's an interesting fit for Sean Payton. I thought he would hold out and wait for either one of the L.A. jobs to open up or, you know, McCarthy to get axed in Dallas. But looks like he's uh, he's going to head to uh, the, the Broncos. It'll be interesting to see how that all works. Of course, D'Amico Ryans, the former Houston Texans linebacker, uh, named their new head coach a couple days ago. So, I think that's a good fit there. And they signed him to a six-year deal yeah. because Houston's done this whole one-and-done garbage uh, the last few years with their head coaches. Hopefully they're committed to D'Amico Ryans. They're going to give him the years and the opportunity he needs to help build that program. I mean, I say hopefully. I mean, you know, obviously we're a rival market. Right. Titans are a rival. But I like the whole Titans-Texans thing, old Houston, sure. new Houston, you know. That kind of thing. I, yeah, I don't have as much of a, a deal with them with, but between the Colts and the Jags. He, he's got a big decision coming up. Offensive coordinator and who they take in the draft, Yeah, that's going to define his tenure. If he messes it up, uh, gets the wrong guy, then he, he won't be there. But if he hits a home run, he'll be a top guy in the NFL. Well, listen, you know, from a PR standpoint, you know, the Texans have, been, have, have you know, from the outside looking in, seem awfully dysfunctional. And hopefully, you know, like you said, you bring in a former player, a guy that by all accounts was a, a popular guy in Houston there with the Texans. Um, he's young. He's energetic. Give him an opportunity to turn this team around. So 
you know, on paper, I like to hire him. I'm curious to see how it's going to work in Denver with Sean Payton. Obviously, Sean Payton feels like he can coach anywhere. You know, he's got a pretty, pretty inflated view of himself. <laughs> so, but so does Russell Wilson. So, yep. you know, we'll see how that works. And that was really their third guy. Um, of course, they tried to get Harbaugh. They went to Michigan a couple times trying to get him. And then after that failed, tried to go D'Amico Ryan. I believe the sixth year was kind of the, the swing point for yeah, them. Yeah, that's and, smart by D'Amico Ryan's team. Like, you've done one and done forever. Right. I want commitment here. So, and you know. So we'll see kind of how this goes. I find it interesting Sean Payton takes this, to yeah, be honest, too. because it's – it's far from the best job, and it's got a lot of uh, a lot of risk. With, I mean, really, the the expectations are make a make a Super Bowl run, and I'm not sure this team can do that. You got a lot. They got you know, as we talked about in the AFC, you got a lot of teams, a lot of top quality quarterbacks that you got to leapfrog over to make the Super Bowl. All right, we'll come back, land this plane, close out our show next. Hello, I'm Greg Pogue. Welcome to the High Valley Conference Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Drunk driving is the ultimate form of unsportsmanlike conduct. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. A six-way tie atop the men's standings is now a three-way tie after five weeks with Moorhead State, Southeast Missouri, and UT Martin at seven and three, and Southern Indiana and Tennessee Tech a game back each. Southern Indiana's Jacob Polakovic had a second 20-point, 20-rebound game of the season has five 20-plus rebound games this season, including three in a row. Only one other player nationally has more than one. Eastern Illinois remains in first place on the women's side at 10-0. SIUE's Ajula Tata recorded a league-leading eighth double-double at Moorhead State with 29 points and 16 rebounds. The 16 boards were a career high and most by a Cougar since 2018-19 season. UT Martin's second Robin scored a career-high 30 points, including seven three-pointers in a win at Southern Indiana. Polakovic and Moorhead State's Mark Freeman were co-men's players of the week while UT Martin's Jordan Sears were top newcomer and Cameron Hafner of Eastern Illinois was freshman of the week. Tata and Robbins were co-women's players of the week while Simo's Ramina Hurden was top newcomer. Co-freshman of the week were Little Rock's Faith Lee and UT Martin's Sharneka Curry-Jones. For complete information on this year's Ohio Valley Conference Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank being held March 1st and 4th at the Ford Center in Evansville, visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville. For complete weekly schedules, including live video links, visit ovcsports.com. To find other news and features and more, follow League Favorite on your social media platforms at ovcsports and at ovcsports.com. You won't believe it until you always see it. This has been the OVC Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. If you've been drinking, don't drive, and always remember that fans don't let fans drive drunk. I'm Greg Pogue, wishing everybody a great week of OVC basketball. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. You put away some drinks. Put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.
It's never too early to start feeling some March madness, so be sure not to miss out on all the action at the High Valley Conference Men's and Women's Basketball Championships as they return to the Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st to the 4th as the first entries in the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets are now on sale for just $60 through each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. I got a lot of takes about what the games we saw. Are they hot weekend. takes? You don't have to put an adjective in front of them to be cooler like Jared Hot Take. You know, what? <laughs> Why didn't you fire Greg Ackerman? You know, when you ask questions like that, it's a look at me. I'm the one asking the question. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show, or as we call it, Two Men and a Baby. Greg will be back with us tomorrow from his plush hotel room, his luxury suite. He's traveling with Tennessee State. And what do you got going on today? Not a whole lot today for me. Probably will uh, get a workout in there. And um, a boy. FIFA on the Xbox. It might be... Uh, <laughs> Might be that type of day. Yeah, I got to finish watching the Royal Rumble um, because I'm starting to, you know, it's WrestleMania season. Mm. You know, WrestleMania will be here before you, what are you, about 60 days away from WrestleMania? And how could I forget? We'll uh, just pop some popcorn and turn on the Pro Bowl tonight. I'll be. Uh, Watch the dodgeball tournament. Deep Skills diving competition. into that. All right. So, what is that lightning round deal? Can you explain that again? Yeah. So, uh, a couple different, it's three different kind of. Uh, games within it's one of them is like a water balloon toss uh the other one uh is the opposing team is firing a uh, some sort of ball either football anything at a bucket on top of uh the opposing team's head first what? team to crack it uh oh water God. goes I what mean, are we doing yeah. and then and then i believe a, a beanbag toss or something like that in there what are we doing i mean i'll I'll, I guess I'll give you the flag football. It's I safer. will enjoy that. That'll be fun, you know, because you can do some tricky stuff and you can have, you know, you can have an offensive lineman throw a ball or something like that. That, that might make for fun. But this, this, you know, this, this, this Robinson family reunion picnic activity games or whatever, Johnson family vacation, whatever that is. I, I Whatever, man. Also, the uh, East-West Shrine game is tonight. Do we have anybody local in that? We uh, probably do. Probably. I know Hinden Hooker is down there. One note, of course, not playing, of course, but right. uh, note out of the Senior Bowl, uh, Titans were the first team to talk to him. Um, thought it was interesting. How about that? Just uh, throwing it out there. <laughs> Do you want Hendon Hooker, Titans fans? Six with, uh, we'll save that for, for tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> uh, the McFarlands, two to four. Darren and Justin will be along, and then uh, Weenie in the butt from four to six, also known as the afternoon stretch with uh, Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Is that real? They can talk about metropolitan ice cream, yes. and, you know, jujitsu throws and whatever it is they 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 talk about. I I got to find the episode when, <laughs> when we when we talked about Zach at that Vrabel press conference. <laughs> That's got to be on the best of. Yeah, it's it's best of, no doubt. You guys been here long? 
make that my ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Patton, good job today. You too. Our thanks to Watson Brown for a coach's view. Our thanks to Gerard Sherry for joining us as well. And thanks to all you people that listened and didn't call. Greg will be back tomorrow and everybody will call. I guess that's how it works. Patton, have a good day, buddy. You too, John. All right. Jim Rome is next. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.